Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. The Positive by Lesbian Rena on AO3. Reading Mature. Trigger warning for discussion of abortion. The train ride home had been miserable for Emily. Huddled in the window seat, she hugged her knees close to her chest as clammy sweat condensed on her forehead and chest. The stomach flu she had contracted in late September had riddled her body and rendered her useless up at university for the majority of her first semester, leaving her parents incredibly worried as she traveled home for Christmas. Unable to make the three-and-a-half-hour train ride, down for Thanksgiving just two weeks prior. Her mother was due soon, and with a high-risk pregnancy like that, Emily didn't want to bring anything home. However, her ride down for her long-awaited Christmas vacation was hell. She could smell every oil, cologne, and hair gel that the man beside her had on, his scent of cigarettes and orange tang lingering on his skin causing her to retch into one of her plastic bags that she had packed, knowing how bad the trip would be. With a sigh of relief, the train pulled into the station, and Emily could see her eager brother waiting for her, his eyes glancing with excitement as she stepped off with her large bag, the sheer weight of it nearly making her collapse. "'Geez, Em, you look like shit,' William half-joked, half-worried instantly gathering her bag before linking an arm around her shoulder. For being nearly 14, he was tall like their father, passing easily for a 16-year-old boy on the public transit. However, he assured her that he had called a ride-sharing service that was waiting outside, making her nearly burst into grateful tears that she didn't have to endure another subway or train, but only had to concentrate on not ruining a stranger's upholstery. Soon, they were piled in the back seat, whisking away to the suburbs of D.C., and Emily would be home. The poor girl had barely moved since returning home, either curled in bed, on the sofa, or hunched in front of the toilet or bin, retching relentlessly. She had hidden her illness from her parents after realizing that it wasn't letting up, some days worse than others she chalked it up to the rising anxiety of college, hormones, confined spaces of her dorm, and the shit diet that she had resulted to based off of the dining hall's options. She had probably gotten the worst flu of her life, mono, or something worse, while trying out her first bout of true freedom, and she was paying for it greatly. However, upon her second week home, her parents had worried both Scully and Mulder not falling for her antics of leaving the shower on, blaring music, or stuffing towels under the cracks of the doors. Her efforts, now tactful after a shocking realization shortly following her arrival. A positive test. Her period had skipped for the second time around Thanksgiving. However, the painful swelling of her breasts, horrendous mood swings, and inability to be around any form of food besides saltines, some tea, and dry toast— gave her a lingering assumption. She was not plagued with a dreaded kissing disease or a contagious flu that she had caught, but a fetus, festering inside of her, draining all of her life from within. She sat perched on the bathtub with four sticks in her hands, 
each one varying in a way it answered her. Pregnant. Positive. Plus sign. Smiley face. The last one confusing her as to what message she was supposed to be receiving, because she was far from elated at the news. She had anxiously stuffed the tests into the back of her drawer and trembled for hours, feeling utterly trapped in her own body as she contemplated what that meant for her and her future. She was a child herself, despite the law. Nineteen. How could she support another child at such a young age? How would she find the maturity in herself to parent correctly without resentment? She wanted to travel, see the world, get it all out of her system before even thinking about motherhood. How would she tell her parents? Fuck. She could feel tears of terror leaking down her cheeks as she sat huddled in the bathroom, promptly making a decision that she wouldn't be telling them. She'd gotten herself into this mess with a careless night of fun, something she would think back to now, slightly tainted by frustrations towards herself. She was determined to get herself out of it. One ripped condom was all it took. Scully watched as her daughter tiredly floated from the bedroom to the kitchen while the bath filled with steaming water for her soak. Despite her apparent bug, she noted how Emily wasn't shedding pounds like she would have expected someone suffering from nausea-induced migraines, as her daughter put it. However, her cheeks were almost filling out, a roundness about them, as she spent the good portion of her mornings miserably retching or curled in a ball under her blankets. Scully had offered every remedy in the book, but Emily crankily waved her away, even her mood souring from what she had been suffering from. She grew increasingly worried. Knowing migraines were often symptoms of something much worse, but Emily fought her on every attempt to get checked out by her mother. The young girl shuffled back to the bathroom with a mug in her hand, the bland tea making her mother's lips purse as she recalled her daughter's vocal distaste for tea in the past. Everything seemed to be rocking her brain, and she scooted back into the sofa to try and think. Stomach virus. Gastrointestinal disease. Zaclinical nausea. However, she couldn't put her finger on just one, causing her to turn towards the internet to try and get to the bottom of what her child could be suffering from. Emily felt a lump of guilt build in her throat as she sunk into the uncomfortably warm water, trying everything in her to fix what she thought she had ruined. Phone in hand, she hastily searched as to where she could get her pregnancy terminated. Nearly dropping her phone into the steaming water due to the sheer shuddering of her hands. She had no idea where to look. Stumbling upon the first link that popped up, a woman's face appearing as the poster woman for the apparent clinic. Not knowing whether or not this was the best option, Emily nervously tapped on the registration, sighing in partial relief at the discounted price and that her insurance possibly wouldn't be needed. Just a quick trip to the ATM could be sufficient before her appointment that she hastily set for two days following. She expected to feel relief upon the bright green confirmation message that had been emailed to her. But another wave of fear flooded her body. She needed to find a way to get herself there, and most importantly, back home without suspicion, and take care of her own recovery without any support. Thoughts of doubt and despair flooded her mind. If she was doing the right thing, would she come to regret this, or was she just being selfish? However, 
She pushed the feelings down and sunk further into the water after setting her phone on the dry edge. Her body flushed with heat at the sensation, causing another wave of nausea to hit her, hastily reaching for the bin as she hacked into it. She only had two more days of this hell, gasping as the realization hit her, everything catching up in a haze of despair as she tried to take a centering breath. Soon, everything would be okay. A gentle hand on Scully's cheek roused her from her slumber on the sofa, the knot in her lower back prominent as she focused her eyes on a grinning molder, reaching her hands out for him to help her up and into a sitting position. The television had been shut off and the blinds drawn, telling her that both of them had nodded off during their movie. Let's get ready for bed, baby mama. He smirked, but she just batted his hand away playfully before reaching for her laptop wordlessly. Her lack of mobility starting to frustrate her. However, her partner just scoffed and passed it over with a raised eyebrow. What work do you have to do now? He whined, but she simply ignored his grumblings and went to close her applications before noticing a red notification in the corner of her inbox, catching her attention. Almost done. Go on without me. Little girl will keep me company. She urged, her look telling him to either stop complaining or to get lost if he felt like pestering once more. With a huff, he set himself down on the coffee table and tiredly found his phone, the room silent as he waited. However, Dana's head was far from Mulder and his candy crush, the email in her inbox making her blood go cold. Dana Catherine Scully, invoice four. Emily R. Scully Mulder, termination, dilation, and evacuation. Upfront payment required, 75% of total before treatment. Eve Kellerman, MD, gynecology. Her hands set frozen as she stared at the screen, disbelief and horror washing over her as she thought back to the past two weeks and her stupidity over the clear symptoms that her daughter had been displaying. The vagueness of her illness had been done purposely because they were lies, confusion and distractions all rolled into one. She had missed it all, and there the bill set, telling her that her daughter was making a monumental decision all on her own, with a doctor who wasn't even certified to perform the termination procedure. Mulder, help me up, she whispered, the alarm in her voice causing her partner to glance up with worry, hastily rushing to her side. Before he got a chance to see what was on the screen, she cleared it out, using him as an anchor. Is it the baby? We still have four weeks, he cried. But she pushed herself off the sofa with his assistance, stumbling out of the living room with him on her heels. No, I'm going to go chat with Emily. I'll be up in a bit, she urged, swiftly pressing a kiss onto his lips before urging him towards the staircase, splitting towards the hall where she could hear movements on the other side of the bathroom door, prompting her to knock on the lacquered wood. No answer. Her heart skipped as she pounded harder, the sheer force behind it causing the movement to flinch along with the loud splash of bathwater before the plug was pulled, making it drain. Hastily blinking, she realized that must have been her daughter that she had seen climbing into the same bath that she had drawn before she had nodded off. Emily, open the door, please, she demanded, with more urgency behind her voice, 
She had recalled the steam stumbling out of the bathroom, telling her that the heat had been on high, only worrying her further. As she readied herself to try and get the door down, it swung open, with her daughter standing on the other side, wrapped warmly in a furry robe. Her cheeks were flushed and her hair was damp and knotted, yawning in exhaustion as she stared back at her, instantly noticing her mother's worry. Were you in the bath the whole time? Scully cried, her daughter timidly nodding before dropping her gaze to her slightly swollen feet, causing her mother's eyes to widen with concern as she began leading the girl down to her bedroom, closing the door with a solid thud behind both of them. With confusion rattling her brain, Emily sat down on the bed and slowly crossed her legs, noticing the watchful stare of her mother bearing down on her. Emily, I need you to answer honestly. No lies, Dana demanded, as she gripped the door's handle as a steady mechanism, her stare not faltering with her daughter as she nodded back at her nervously. Are you pregnant? The words hitting her with a bout of intensity that she wasn't expecting, bringing tears to the surface of her exhausted eyes. She couldn't bring herself to speak, her chest now shaking as sobs began to work their way out of her throat, nodding slowly. Scully stood unmoving as she registered her answer, her own eyes glancing over as the reality hit her, a shaking hand resting on her own middle, trying her best to process all at once. And you were trying to get rid of it on your own, she interrogated, recalling the hours she spent in the bath, her flushed cheeks and her fullness of her face. Another nod, the final admission causing her to burst into a fit of tears. Biting down on her bottom lip, Scully perched herself onto the bed, gathering Emily into her arms as she slowly stroked her hair. I'm sorry. I didn't know what to do. Mom, I can't have a baby. Please, don't make me. She cried into her mother's shirt, her nails nearly scratching her skin through the thin fabric from her grip. Scully's heart dropped at her daughter's pleas, shuddering painfully into the safety of her embrace. Shh, no. You don't have to do anything like that you don't want to do. But you cannot go doing things like that on your own. You could have seriously hurt yourself seen in that hot water like that. Scully instilled into her, holding Emily as tight as possible without catalyzing another bout of morning sickness. And you are not going to that butcher that broke HIPAA and is trying to lure girls into her back alley practice. Scully bit off angrily, her sight already bookmarked and sent off to John and Monica to trace. Her words caused Emily to hiccup and glance up towards her mother, who just smoothed her hair back with a gentle gaze, pressing a kiss onto her face. Let me take care of this, she urged, making Emily shudder and begin to protest. I can't make you do that. You're pregnant. I don't want you to have to do something like that if it's too hard, she urged. But Dana swiftly shook her head to quiet the young girl down, her hands cupping her cheeks. You and I are at different points in our lives. I am well and ready to have a baby, but you aren't, both of which are perfectly fine. I won't be traumatized or scared, helping my daughter make a safe and healthy decision based on her own circumstances, Scully urged, her words bringing a wave of comfort to Emily, who just nodded at her assurances, allowing her mother to brush a stray piece of her hair back. Don't tell dad, 
please? I know he'll be mad or disappointed, she requested, making Scully sigh and lean back, the weight of her favor weighing heavily on her chest. Emily, she began, but her wide eyes simply filled once more with fear. Please, Mom? Her plea striking a chord, but Dana knew this was something she couldn't keep from her partner. Baby, he's going to see eventually because of the insurance. Plus, you're going to need some time to recover, and he is going to notice. But don't worry about that right now. I will talk with him, and either way, I'll take care of you and all of this, Scully urged. Knowing Mulder would support Emily if it came down to this, but struggled with the thought of gaining an abortion. A paradox that Scully never truly understood, but... She knew she'd have to talk with him because this was something that Emily was expressing that she needed. Now get some rest, Scully whispered before pressing a gentle kiss onto her daughter's forehead, keeping vigil for a bit until she was sure that she had nodded off. The Planned Parenthood of D.C. was nothing like Emily had expected. A simple room with chairs, a reception area, and a soft television playing in the background. Emily sat nervously picking at her nail, with her mother calmly at her side, as opposed to the other girls who looked shaken while their mothers tensely kept them locked in their seats. Other women sat at ease as they waited for other appointments, prescriptions, and every other service offered. Her initial appointment revealed that she was 10 weeks along and that a suction abortion would be more appropriate and less invasive, causing both Emily and Scully to exhale in relief at that small fact. She had been given some information, signed a few forms, and both were led back to the waiting room as they got her curtained room ready. Scully could feel the tension in her daughter's shoulders, carefully reaching a hand over to clench her freezing one. She knew Emily was confident in her decision, but that didn't automatically eliminate the fear that she knew she felt as she stared at the carpeted hallway. Eventually, a short woman in plum scrubs emerged calling out Emily's name, the sound causing her muscles to tense momentarily until Scully carefully urged her out of her seat. Can't, can't, can my mom stay with me? The young girl stammered. The young nurse smiled warmly before nodding at the both of them. The walk from the chairs felt like 10 million years as Emily approached the small room. A blue medical gown folded neatly on the table that was covered in paper. The young nurse instructed her to change into nothing but the gown, stepping out to give her privacy as Scully settled into her seat. Nerves coursed through her veins as she shrugged her clothes off, setting them onto the seat beside her mother as she changed into the gown, sitting onto the table that squeaked with the weight being pressed into it. Hey, I'm going to be here the whole time, Scully vowed as she moved to her side gently brushing the stray hair from her ponytail back. After what felt like just mere seconds, a doctor and two of her nurses entered the room, all three of them friendly as they gloved up, motioning for a now-shaking Emily to lie back, relax, and settle her feet into the plastic stirrups that she pulled out. Emily swallowed thickly as she felt her heart move to her throat, forming a lump that pushed her already prevalent tears to the surface. Her chest heaved nervously, causing Scully to carefully place a hand on her forehead, making eye contact with her. Just focus on me. I'm right here, she reminded softly, 
clutching her hand to hold securely. Now, Emily, you are going to get some mild anesthesia, so you feel a bit more relaxed. You should only feel some cramping here and there. And if you want, I can tell you when I'm going to do something. The doctor informed evenly, her options laid out as Emily debated. Yeah, um, just let me know when you're going to touch me or go in, she requested, allowing the doctor to nod with a confident grin. Of course. One IV later, Emily sat on the table with Scully perched beside her head, softly brushing her hair back in smooth strokes as the doctor began. I'm going to insert a speculum, just so I can see, she began. Her words allowing Emily to prepare for the sensation as she clutched Scully's hand, exhaling as she finished the beginning step. Quick numbing pinch, she smiled, the slight sting causing her to hiss out and exhale, but it faded before she could fully react to the sensation, allowing her bottom to relax further into the padded table. Now the dilating rods. Help open your cervix. So I'm going to go in and work for a bit to get the tissue out. It'll only be a few minutes. Just focus on mom and remember to keep breathing. You might feel a bit of cramping. Let us know if it hurts. The doctor smiled, allowing Emily to puff out and exhale and glance up at her mother's smiling eyes, focusing on the soothing sensation of her hand brushing up and down her forehead to combat the feeling of the cramps that were building. You're doing great, Scully whispered as the machine softly hummed in the background, a wave of pride hitting her as she watched her daughter bravely face her decision despite her ever-present and human worries over this procedure. It's cramping, Emily muttered, flinching slightly as the procedure tried to pull her attention away. But with a gentle tilt of her cheek, Dana managed to redirect it back to her direction. Before you came to town, your Aunt Monica dropped off a jar of face masks, and I figured that maybe we could try them out while you're in town. Apparently, they're supposed to be great for your skin, Scully suggested. Her clear subject changed, making Emily chuckle softly through nervous tears as the doctor worked, swapping her suction out for a curette. All right, Emily, you are done. She finalized, carefully removing the instruments and depositing them, allowing the young girl to remove her legs from the stirrups, as the nurse carefully removed the tube from her hand and covered the site with a bandage. Here's a blanket. We're going to have you sit for about an hour, and once we've checked on you and you're okay, you're free to leave, the doctor urged, spreading a scratchy blanket over Emily before nodding at the both of them before stepping out. The drive home had been filled with light chatter, a stop to the drugstore for pain medication, and much-needed ice cream before eventually landing the both of them home. Mulder had taken William out to get some last-minute shopping done, leaving Scully to shuffle inside and lead a sleepy Emily to her bedroom, setting her pint of ice cream on the nightstand in order to help her under the covers. My stomach hurts, she complained softly, causing the medical doctor to nod and reach for the heating pad that she had purchased as well, plugging it into the extension cord before spreading it over her tender belly. I know. Cramping after is perfectly normal, she assured, handing her two tablets of Advil and some water, trying everything in her power to not switch over to doctor mode, knowing Emily needed her mother in this moment and not an objective detachment from her situation. Can you lay with me? I just, I need some love right now, 
the young girl requested of the redhead. Her need for her contrasting with her hormone-driven mood swings that had her pushing her family away due to her nausea. Without thinking twice, Scully nodded and climbed beside her, carefully maneuvering her into her arm's embrace, placing a kiss into the crown of her hair. I'm so proud of you. You were brave today, Scully whispered, as Emily flicked on a movie, quietly picking at her brownie batter ice cream while being comfortably held. Thanks for coming and helping. I'm glad you were there. Emily whispered quietly, the relief of the day overwhelming her to her very core. Scully smiled against her hair and pulled her closer, swiping a spoonful of her ice cream before grinning in her direction. Of course. At the end of the day, she felt as if she had done her job as a mother, doing whatever she could possibly do to ensure that her children were happy, healthy, loved, safe, and secure in whatever situation they found themselves in and trusting her when they felt like they needed help getting there. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.